Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 8888352414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. And as usual, I have another exciting interview for you today. And I'm on the line with... Chris from CaribbeanPot.com. Christopher, the, the wicked chef, uh, is a passionate food blogger with over 12 years of blogging experience. Uh, plus his love for cooking, he decided to start a new hobby. This later invited a lot of unique visitors to the site. He has this web, this blog that he started in 2009 and within a few years has created a large community on Facebook, over 20,000 fans, uh, on YouTube, over 14,000 subscribers and 2.3 million views to his Caribbean cooking videos alone. Uh, so today what we're going to do is look at how he got into what he's doing, what he did to get to where he is and all the lessons that we can learn. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Chris, thank you so much for joining me, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me, Leslie. It is a pleasure to have a fellow islander. On right the, on. <laughs> you, are, you are the first Caribbean, uh, at least that I know of, that I've had on the show. So this is awesome. Breaking new grounds, I guess. Breaking new grounds. If, if guys, if uh, all of you out there, if you hear a little more of my Caribbean accent, it's not my fault. It's Chris's fault. But I'm glad <laughs> to have him on here. You're from the island of Trinidad, right? Trinidad and Tobago, born and bred, and then I moved up to Canada about uh, 21 years ago, I believe. 21 years. That's a long time. Very long. Awesome. And you've been living there. And now you, you are doing this Caribbean cuisine blog type thing. How did you get into it? Not, not the blogging part. How did you get into the, the whole uh, Caribbean cuisine stuff? Well, here's the thing. Growing up, um, my mom had two boys and two girls. Uh-huh. And one of the things she quickly had us doing, well, basically on the weekends, is learning to to do our thing in the kitchen, help out around the house and thing. There were no set chores for male or female. We all had to do everything around the house. Gotcha. So following on my mom, then I was surrounded with a lot of good island cooks as well. My grandma, who was 104 when she died, my other grandma, who's still alive, she's 96. Uh And then my dad as well, too. I mean, they said the man can handle his own, right? So (laughs) I've been surrounded by people who can cook. And who were always willing to teach as well, too, you know? Gotcha. So you kind of grew up in this environment. Cooking was just a way of life, huh? Very true. Awesome. And was this something that you enjoyed doing? Or is it one of those things, you know, you got to make a meal for your family and all this type of stuff? How was it for you? Originally, it was, I mean, I said, my my mom was a homemaker. So we always had food prepared for us. Uh Now, 
as a teenager moving to Canada as an immigrant then, the immigrant story is one where you've got to do your own thing to uh -huh. survive kind of thing, right? My, I was living with my aunt. My sister was in university. And I was home with my two younger cousins. Somebody had to cook. So I stepped in and it started from there out of necessity. I mean, to say my aunt couldn't be there and I had to, to do my part to help the house move along, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you, 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 you're, you're the one that's cooking, providing for the family and all that kind of stuff when it comes to, you know, stuff to eat. And, you know, I'm biased. I love me some Caribbean food. Obviously, it's good stuff, man. It, it is good <laughs> stuff. And I, I, I actually thought about doing a Caribbean cooking blog. Not that I'm like this great chef, but I was going to do it as kind of like an experimental thing. As I learn, you learn type of thing. But <laughs> now I don't have to do that. I can just come to your blog and I can get all the recipes that I need and, and all that stuff. So if anybody's looking to you know experiment with some Caribbean food, some Caribbean cuisine, head on over to CaribbeanPot.com. Okay. Internet marketing. How did you get into that? Uh, this is, wow, a number of years ago. I'm, I'm talking when this whole affiliate marketing, internet marketing was still in its infancy. Uh -huh. I was doing online support for a gentleman who wrote a best-selling book on multi-level marketing. Okay. He had contacted me, asked me to do his online support for him. Then I started running his affiliate program. One thing led to the other, and I ended up with the whole online game, which I've been doing quite successfully, I must say, for a number of years. Gotcha. And this is something that not, you're doing full-time, right? That is correct. It's been a full-time thing for at least the past 12 years, I think. Okay. So you're, you're doing support for this uh, multi-level marketer that has a very successful book, um, and something happens... It, at least I would imagine that something happens that make you th makes you think, uh, you know what, maybe I should do some of this stuff for myself. How did that come along? Well, it was, I was working from home at that point for him too, but we also had an office in Mississauga, which is about 45 minutes away. Two days a week I had to, to commute to go down there. Uh -huh. But the traffic into Toronto mean, <laughs> meant leaving 6 o'clock in the morning, to beat the traffic, uh -huh. I didn't start work until nine. So it's a three ah. hour I was wasting there and another couple hours on the way back. That's painful. Painful. So I, I went to him and I go, well, why are we doing this in an office? You can save all this overhead and stuff like that. Let me do this full time at home. Uh -huh. I did that for a year. And then he said, you know what, Chris, you've been pretty good for me, blah, blah, blah. Wanting to lead to the other. But he got an offer from a gentleman in Germany to transcribe his book into German and to buy the full rights of it. Uh -huh. At that point, they offered me the job to do the support for that as well. And, you know, over the past, I've been working doing that for a couple of years. And I've said to myself, you know what? This affiliate thing, I see a lot of people making money from it. I'm going to give it a shot. So uh -huh. going, you know, it's like a, a, smoker, go, a smoker going cold turkey, <laughs> no income coming in. And I just jumped in there and I started doing my thing. I'm going to say... The couple of years I did work with a gentleman, I did learn quite a bit, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. and he was always willing to share what he knew with me as well, And because he's one of those people that went to all those retreats and boot camps and uh -huh. stuff like that, and any material he brought back, he would share it with me, mm -hmm. and I guess the point where he sold the book, asked me if I wanted to move on to another employer, and I, and I, I, I said, you know what, no, I'm just going to do my own thing, and that's where my own thing pretty much started up.
Gotcha. Now, at that point in time, I'm not talking about now looking back, but at that point in time, were you at all, you know, afraid? I mean, you, you, here you you have an income that's coming in and you're saying, you know what, I'm just not going to do this anymore. I'm going to start my own thing. Was there some trepidation there at all? Not from, you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm pretty brave and I'm pretty <laughs> pretty outgoing and everything else and I'm really confident in myself. Gotcha. However, when you've got a wife who's in university and uh-huh. daughters, man, a lot of things go around playing in wait, your head. Wait, sit, say, that, say that again because like that. say that again because I wasn't sure I heard you correctly. A wife and what? I had, my wife was in university at the time, taking her nurse nursing program, uh-huh. and I had we had three daughters. Three daughters. Three daughters. Not man. one, so, not two, but three. Three daughters. So no matter how brave I was, <laughs> what sort of front I was putting up. Reality is I had to provide for them. So there was a tough exterior, but on the interior, man, oh, man, there was a lot of different scenarios going on in my head (laughs) as far as feeding them, clothing them, having a roof over our head. But, you know, it all worked out. Gotcha. Okay, so what did you start doing at that point in time? It would have been, um, I had an employment website uh, teaching people how to find jobs on the Internet that they can do from home. Uh Uh-huh. And what I would do is, and that website had pretty good traffic. Um, I, I was pretty well versed on, on search engine optimization. And this is going back so many years that the stuff we were doing then is not even relevant now. But I logged on to commissionjunction.com and a couple other affiliate websites. Uh-huh. And I signed up for a ton of different um, uh, affiliate programs. Uh-huh. And it's all career or job oriented ones. So when someone came to my website and um, they clicked on any of these things and they signed up for anything, I would get paid. Yeah. Um, first check, I, I mean, listen, the first check was, I think, $300 or something. Nice. Now, you can't do much with a family of five with 300 <laughs> bucks, but But it shows you that something is possible. Exactly. The engine, the wheels were starting to turn. And I'm uh-huh. thinking, you know what? If I put some more effort into this and I really focused on this, that three hundred dollars, and I mean, it did happen. It did double the following month. Nice, you know, I, I I know that feeling because I remember when I first started making money online, and this was after you know a series of failures in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. I made seventy dollars, and it was in my PayPal account. And <laughs> when that happened, it was like, wait a minute, I just made seventy dollars online. I need to do this over and over and over and do it better and better and better and make it even better. <laughs> uh, so I know that feeling, getting that first paycheck, whether it's you know $10 or $70 or $300, it gives you that drive and that motivation uh, to continue exactly. on. Two other things I should mention since we're talking about that excitement. I remember, and, and um, one of the things I learned quickly learned from, from my mentor was to build a list. Uh-huh. He always said the money was in the list. So I had built a list with a couple thousand people. And um, I remember sending out my first offer. And I was watching my stats on Commission Junction. Uh-huh. And me and my wife should be standing over my shoulder looking at it. And every 15 minutes, it would go up by $5 or something. And we're just watching it go. Almost like, you know, when you play those slot machines. <laughs> it goes spinning. And I'm like, wow, look at this. This this thing here, it's incredible. Yep. The other thing is, I remember I had um, co-written um, a book about working from home as well uh-huh. uh, about 
I'm thinking maybe 70 pages as a download, as a digital download. And I remember the same feeling I got when I'd wake up in the morning, log into my email uh-huh. account, and there's all these emails from PayPal telling me there was a sale. Man, oh, man, was that the good old days. <laughs> ah, man, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing and a beautiful feeling. All right, so you're doing this jobs, uh, this online jobs website, um, and, you know, promoting these affiliate products you're starting to make some money you're seeing that okay this is possible it's not just some pipe dream that you have things are happening where do you go from there the the next step was being my list was really starting to pick up at one point my list had i think close to about ninety thousand people they're all looking for jobs right what i did was i started to look around for people that i could partner with who had uh, digital products that um, I could sell to my list, uh-huh. and at that point, what I did was I also, you know, those uh, those digital products you can buy and rebrand. Yep. I rebranded about three or four of them. I mean, I said they were failures, nothing comparable to, and nothing, no real money from them. Uh-huh. But co-branding with other websites and stuff like that, along the same lines, I made some decent money as well. So this is where the whole engine started to really crank up. Um, then I started to do a little bit of um, paid advertising. And I think back then, what's it called? Overture, I think? Overture. Yep, Overture. Uh-huh. I spent some money there and then um, I played around with a few different websites. Some of them didn't do too well. I mean, so you got to know when to cut loose as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and just to kind of uh, clarify for anyone that's not sure what that is, Overture, that's a, a pay-per-click service, right? That is correct. This is going back even before Google um, AdWords, AdWords and all those different guys. And These guys were probably one of the pioneer websites as far as pay-per-click advertising. And it was significantly less expensive back then, right? Oh, you're telling me. <laughs> Cent per click? I know. It's a beautiful thing. Now you're paying you know, dollars per click and all that stuff. Uh, and you're driving traffic to your website. Uh, mm-hmm. To your website, whenever someone clicks, you're paying well, at that point, overture for that visit. And in this case, now you'd be paying AdWords or maybe Facebook ads or whatever the case might be, but it's a pay-per-click model. Um, So now, okay, so you're doing this uh, online jobs website, and that website is still going, is that correct? That is correct. One of them, one of them is still going. The other two I sold a few years back. They they were becoming a bit too too much work and, and, and... Always got to update scripts and all these different things like yeah. that. So, you know, that I got rid of them, basically. Okay, so you, you now have one, and the one that you have now is that genuinejobs.com? That is correct, yeah. Okay, sweet. Now, okay, I'm hearing all these things about internet marketing, you know, teaching people how to make money online, uh, yeah, work from home and make money online and those types of things. And then I hear cooking. <laughs> what happened there? How did you, what was, what? prompted you to start this new blog um, in a totally different niche? Well, first of all, I had the passion for cooking. Let's, let's, not, let's not beat around the bush. I love yeah. cooking. Um, but our daughters were getting older, and it was going to be a couple years, maybe three, four years, and they would be heading off to college or university and stuff like that. And though we're living in Canada, and though my wife is Canadian, our daughters grew up eating a lot of Caribbean food. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm thinking when they head off to university college, I want them to be in a position where they can 
cook the foods they like, even if it's for themselves, their friends, their roommate, whoever, they should be able to cook it for themselves. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to start. I'm, and I, I already had a fair idea of how blogging works, WordPress, and everything else. I, I knew the mechanics of it all. It's just I had to, to build a website. And I just found a template. I had it um, customized for me. And that's how it all came about. It's what was basically for my daughters to be able to find a resource that they could use to cook the foods they enjoyed. Here's the thing about Caribbean cooking, and I'm sure you will agree with me, uh-huh. Leslie. Finding documented recipes is something yep. that's very, very hard. Oh, definitely. Our moms, our grandmothers, our aunts, Everyone who who learned to cook, it was always a little bit, little bit of that, uh-huh. a dash of this. <laughs> to this day, if I ask my mom, "Mom, how do I cook a breadfruit oil down?" She would never give me uh, directions in teaspoon uh-huh. or, or 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 a pound of this. It's or a little like bit. That. Of, it's always a little bit. A of little this, bit of this. Uh huh. So you know, here's the thing. Over the years, we have a strong, we have a strong culinary. Uh, background in the Caribbean with all the different influences that make up the Caribbean. And a lot of people don't know this. And I mean, this is something I can go on for quite a bit about. But we never document everything, anything whatsoever. So finding recipe books is almost impossible. And that's probably why my website is growing so fast, mainly because everything is documented and easy to follow. Gotcha. All right. So now let me let me ask this because... You know about internet marketing. You've been doing it for a while. You've had experiences with affiliate marketing and so on. Now you're saying you're starting this blog so that your daughters can have a resource and all that kind of stuff. But I can imagine in the back of your mind, were you thinking, okay, this can also be a business that's going to be paying me in the future or something of that sort? Or was it just, I want to have this place online to share information with my daughters? In all honesty... In the back of my mind, and this is just the, the entrepreneur in me, uh-huh. it's always about, it. there's a little bit of a money aspect Definitely. in everything I do. Uh-huh. Sure, there's a passion. Sure, it was supposed to be a resource for my daughters. But I also wanted uh, someone to jump on board and say, hey, I like what you're doing. Let me sponsor your website for yeah. you. You know, something along those lines. And this is why I adopted everything I knew and I know about search engine optimization and marketing in every post that I made on a blog from yeah. day one with the hopes that it will get ranked tops in the search engine and someone will see it and be willing to sponsor the website. Gotcha, gotcha. And I, I definitely understand that because I also have a, a blog about biology because I'm passionate about biology. And when mm-hmm. I started that blog, it was really to share that knowledge and to um, really help people. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, yes, I want to do this, and I also want this to be a business. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to invest this much energy in it, you might as well do it and make some money with it, right? Very true. Awesome, awesome. So you started this blog. Uh, You started this blog back in April of 2009. Your first post actually went up on March 24, a video post that I see um, doubles from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this wasn't... This wasn't even a video that you did, right? No, it was just putting up content on the website so we could launch it. We grabbed the video link off YouTube, put it up on there so we have content so we can actually launch the website, and it started from there. Okay, and you, you say we, and by we, you mean who? 
the the guy who um personalized the website for gotcha. me. It was just a template we bought, but then he he personalized it for me with my and you're gonna see the Scotch bonnet pepper on there, um, the functionality of the website. He played around with some scripting and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um he wanted to show me to teach me uh, how easy it was to add content on there on WordPress and and on in WordPress. So he pretty much put that up there. So this is why I said we. Gotcha. Um, I think he put a couple posts on there with my approval. Gotcha. And then I pretty much took over after that. All right. So this is three years ago, two thousand and nine, and in three years you've built it up. Where is it now in terms of traffic? We're looking at about three hundred thousand page views a month. Nice. Oh yeah. I like it. How many visit? How many unique visitors? Do you know that off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm thinking two and a half to three pages per visitor. So you're looking at just over uh, one hundred thousand to one hundred twenty-five thousand um, unique a month. All right, we got we 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 got to drill into this we, because what I want people to well, first of all, I want them to be inspired by the fact that you had a passion for cooking and you started your blog and you've built it into something significant. And and I'm assuming this is um, providing you with an income also from this blog now. Very correct. And it is opening a ton of doors, to be honest with you. I'm having people contact me every day. I mean, they say, look, I'm on the Leslie Leslie show, man. Come on now. <laughs> it's opening a ton of doors for me. Definitely. That, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what I want to talk about is how you got it to where it is today. Some of the specific strategies that you've implemented uh, to get it you know, in front of so many people. In the beginning... Was it an instant success in terms of you start putting up content and all of a sudden you have a ton of people checking it out? Is that how it went for you? Yes and no. Um, I mean, to say at first the traffic, I mean, when something is new, like a website is new, unless uh-huh. you have paid advertising coming, paid traffic coming to it, it's, it's a gradual process. Uh-huh. It started off gradually and then the word started to spread. Now, here's the thing. As in the case of CaribbeanPod.com, I was my worst enemy. I never wanted to put my face out there. Ah. I never wanted, I never did the Facebook thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in my videos, I would do still shots and you would hear my voice, but you would never see my face. That all changed about a year, a year and a half ago. And you won't believe the difference it made by people identifying with me. This is Chris. This is the guy who's cooking. I became the guy that they would invite in their kitchen with them. You know what I mean? I kind of connected with people. And this is one of the key things to the success of this blog is that for the past year and a half, I wanted people to feel comfortable around me. And that meant not holding back, not being... In the, in, in the shadows kind of thing. I'm out there. I want to be seen. I want you guys to be comfortable with me. So when I say in my video, welcome to my kitchen, I want you guys to know that is genuine. Gotcha. Now, let me ask this. What, was there something that brought about that change? I mean, what, what made you said, you know, before you're just posting pictures and screenshots and all that kind of stuff, but then now you decide to do it, and, and I'm going to say it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, what, made, what brought that change? Wow, that, that one is hard to pinpoint. But my wife had been, uh, she's been a, a huge supporter of mine over the years. Uh-huh. And um, she, was, she was telling me, maybe it's time people get to know you on a mm. personal level. Mm. And I started, you know, a little clip here, a little clip there, posting a picture of myself on Facebook, 
posting a picture of my daughters when it's their birthday and stuff like that. And it all started from there. Uh, you know, I love that concept. And it's something that I've been adapting more and more um, recently because when people come to your website, if they can identify with the person, the personality that's behind uh, the content, I think it does a lot to help to build credibility, to nurture relationships, and to set you up as someone that they know, they can know, like, and trust. Very true, because... I read, I try my best to read as much of the comments. I mean, it's when you have that much video views on YouTube, there's a ton of comments that come down. And it's hard to keep track of everything. But some of the common things I see is that people love the fact that they are outgoing. They uh -huh. can see me smile. They can see my eyes. And people comment about how trusting my eyes are and stuff like that. And these little things I never really, uh, never really focused on before. So now that's all I'm doing is putting myself out there so people know who I am and off the bat, they can feel comfortable with me. Gotcha. Love it, love it, love it. So what were you doing to drive traffic to your website um, in the beginning? Nothing really, to be honest with you. I was just, well, here's the thing. I, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Once I do a post, I adapt all my search engine optimization tricks that I know. Okay. Put a decent title, a decent um, description tag, keywords, and I repeat everything and try to have it within the content of the post as well. So let's say someone is searching, and I'm going to say, in my case, it's a lot of specific type searches people would be doing. So uh, Caribbean black fruitcake, you know what I mean? So yeah. those are all keywords. Come Christmas time, my traffic for that one post will spike because... That's what people are looking for. I had targeted that as well. Yeah, exactly. People looking for that, but not only that, I targeted those keywords within my post as well. So those are the only things I was doing. At one point, I did play around with Google AdWords, but it was getting very expensive, expensive. to be competitive yep. in it. Because if I were trying to get the keyword curry chicken, then I'm competing with a whole new, a whole new audience out there who's trying to to buy that same keyword. So, I mean, it's, there was no cheap keywords anymore. So I had to drop that. I mean, I say I, I spent some money on it, but when I looked at the... The return? The return, the ROI on that, it, it wasn't doing me any favors whatsoever. So I go, you know what? I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. However, I'm going to adapt Facebook. I'm going to adapt Twitter, and I'm going to adapt YouTube into the whole game now. Gotcha. And bring all those things together to help this website take off. Okay, so before we move on to those things specifically, you said um, for the, in terms of search engine optimization, the things that you were doing is you were making sure that you had a, a, a clear title, your description, and your keywords. That was all in the content. So it's, it's not ambiguous in terms of what the post is about. Is that correct? Exactly. Not only that. A simple thing like renaming my images. So instead of image 003.jpg, yes. I would name my images the same along the same keywords that I'm trying to target. So gotcha. Caribbean black fruitcake. Uh -huh. So anywhere they went, anything the search engines or the spiders uh, caught on my page, it would be relevant to what people are searching for. Gotcha. So when you add the images, you, where you make sure the, f the image file is renamed to something that's relevant to the keyword that you're, you're, you're um, targeting in that particular post. 
Exactly. I just want I just wanted to make sure that every opportunity that I have for hammering away that keyword was in there within that post. Awesome. And that's something that I don't emphasize enough, but it is something that I do. Uh, when you post something and you have images, make sure those images are renamed. Make sure the image tags are relevant to the content uh, because that gives Google more information as to what is in each blog post. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. So is there, are there any other things you do in terms of search engine optimization? I'm going to say with, with WordPress, there are some good plugins there yeah. that will guide you. I mean, if you're new in the game, uh, look around, read up on some, some of the search engine optimization plugins out yeah. there. Yeah. And they are pretty easy to use. And, and I'm going to say they do help. Definitely. And the only thing is don't go keyword crazy. Don't over repeat uh -huh. and stuff like that. You don't want to spam Google. Don't do it. Exactly. You you want to be as natural as possible. And and uh, exactly. And, and the 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 one that I use, I mean a, a lot of the premium themes for WordPress now, they come with all the search engine optimization features built in. But mm -hmm. if yours doesn't do that, you can use like the all in one SEO pack plugin, um, which allows you to, 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 to have the right tags to rank well for the content, for the keywords that you are targeting. And, you know, that's the same thing with my biology website. I don't go crazy about keyword research, but I make sure I'm descriptive as possible. I make sure that I do those few little things. You know, your, your headers are, are, are appropriate and, and relevant to the content. Your images are relevant and all that. And all of that helps. So that's, search engine optimization, but you decided you're not just going to do SEO. You're also going to use some of the social media um, strategies. And what were the main ones that you focused on? Well, the big three for me were Twitter, um, Facebook. So I created that Facebook fan page and it's taken off as well as YouTube. Um, YouTube has taken off for me as well too. Where um, they contacted me a little bit over a year ago, uh -huh. I think it was November. Actually, it was November of last year. They contacted me to become a partner with them because of the relevance and frequency of the content I was producing, the the cooking videos. Yeah. Um, I mean, I say someone noticed it over at uh, YouTube, and they contacted me to become a, a partner. Which is awesome, and I see you have over 2.3 million views over there, so it's obviously working well for you, the things that you're doing. Yeah, not only that, and I'm not sure how, how, um, how knowledgeable people are about how YouTube works and stuff like that, but because of the, the views and the frequency of my publishing and stuff like that, I now have networks within Google contacting me to um, to partner with them. Nice. Offering me uh, a little bit more money than what Google is, uh, YouTube is offering me. What? So, so wait, how exactly does that work? These are um, online networks or is it television networks? What, what, what do you mean by that? So within, within YouTube, um, you can get what's called a, a network license, and you've got to have X amount of dollars and funding. I'm not sure how the, the metrics behind that is, but what they would do, they would come to you and say, you know, we can offer you X amount more dollars per thousand views, but we want to be able to sell advertising space on your videos. So I would hand over my account via a contract, one year, two year, three years, to one of these networks, huh. and then they would sell 
uh, ad space on my videos and monetize it how they see fit. So pretty much you're giving up the monetization rights to your videos to one of these networks. Okay. You're no longer paid by YouTube, but you're paid by these networks. Okay. And um, they pretty much put you out there. Interesting. You know, I hadn't heard of that. And is this something that you're considering doing? You, you know what? I've had three offers. <laughs> Two of them wasn't all that great. The third one is from a, from a network who's trying to be the online version of um, the Food Network. And I really, I don't think I'm allowed to, to mention their gotcha, name. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they haven't gone public yet. I don't think so. Uh-huh. But um, I'm seriously considering their offer because their their thing is they're going to help me. They're going to guide me. They're going to show me different tips and tricks and stuff like that. They're going to be uh, with me one-on-one. And getting support from YouTube, even as a partner, is very oh, hard. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. They are huge and, I mean, to say they can't really babysit everyone, right? No, they can't. And they don't really care to because they have the they have what they need to be successful already. They don't need to exactly. help out all the individuals. <laughs> oh, man, that's a political, a very, uh, <laughs> very nice way of putting that. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm a YouTube partner right now and I can't get support for anything. <laughs> yeah, true. But um, these networks will pick you up once you have the numbers, once you have the frequency, and once you have... See, I try to publish a new video every Tuesday, and it used to be Thursday, but I moved it to Friday just for that little... The time span between videos is, is more even. Gotcha. And with two videos a week, so you're looking at about eight videos a month, so they see that um, I'm producing uh, stuff very regularly regular and on a schedule and stuff like that, so they, they did come calling. No, the thing is, with this is that they want me to sign for two years with a third-year option, and I'm going to have to give up some rights and stuff like that. So mm. we do have a few things I need to, to iron out if I, if I do sign with them. But that's pretty much how networks work within YouTube. Gotcha. Well, that's interesting. I hadn't heard of that. So that's, that's something new that I learned there. Awesome. Any, any quick tips on video marketing on YouTube? Any things that you found really work well when it comes to putting a video on YouTube and helping it to um, get popular or go viral or anything of that sort? Tell people what you want them to do. Back in the old days of internet marketing, there was a reason why people would write in text, click here. You had to hold people's hand back then and you still got to hold people's hand today. Uh Tell them to subscribe. You know, ask them to subscribe. Ask them to leave a comment. If you don't ask them, a lot of people will watch it and move on. Uh-huh. However, if you ask, can you subscribe? Can you leave me a comment below? What recipe would you like to see next? Engage them. The more you engage, the more you get back. And, and that's what I'm noticing. Um, as far as YouTube goes, the same thing again with, with um, keywords and, and putting up those tags. The tags are so important when you upload a video. The title the description, as well as the keyword tags. Do everything you do as you would when you make a post on your website. So so here's the thing. So let's say I did that same Caribbean black fruitcake recipe on my website with all those loaded keywords. Uh-huh. When I upload the video, it's pretty much the same keywords again. Uh-huh. So here's what's going to happen. If you search for that recipe, mm-hmm. either you're going to see my website first or you're going to see my video, one or the other. But either way... You're going to have to pass through me before you can get to the other search results. Awesome. 
I like it. Um, now, you know, it's interesting. You, you talk about that engaging um, factor, engage your audience. And that's, that's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, but there was something that I noticed when I started with my biology videos. I started asking people in the beginning, all of the videos at the beginning, I would say, if you have a question, leave it in the comments. And if you have an idea for videos that you want me to do, leave it in the comments. And then as my channel grew, I started getting so many questions and so many comments that I had to ignore that I just eventually said, you know what? I'm not going to tell people that anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it alone. If I were doing it full time, maybe then. But, yeah. you know, I had to kind of adjust what I was doing um, to not get overwhelmed by all the comments and requests and so on that I was getting. But that is definitely a good thing to do, engaging your audience. That's really what it's about. And it goes back to, you know, letting your personality come through in what you're doing and showing people who you are and connecting with those people. So I love that. Now, about, I just got to mention something. About three weeks ago, I had a meeting with someone from YouTube, an online meeting uh -huh. with, a, with an account executive there. And I was asking her about along these same things, about going back to all the questions. How do you, do you answer every question you get when you post a video? Uh -huh. And the little panel I was on, they all came up with the same sort of answer. And basically, top YouTubers... They only answer questions the first 24 hours a video is posted. Anything ah. after that, good luck. You're not going to get an answer from the top guys. Gotcha. Okay. And I guess that's one of the things they recommend as well. So, I mean, they say the people who follow you will post that question the first when the video first goes viral, when it first gets uploaded. So if you can sort of dedicate a little bit of time for that first 24-hour period or something like that, it will work to your benefit as well, too. You know, that's a, that's a great way of looking at it because what that does is it encourages people to take action quickly and to check out your stuff and engage with your stuff um, quickly as opposed to, you know, I'm going to check it out in a few weeks or something of that sort. I think that, that's an interesting way of looking at that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Facebook, over 20,000 um, likes on Facebook. Some quick Facebook tips. Like I said, I avoided Facebook like the plague for the first few years. <laughs> uh -huh. Last year and a half, I'm in love with that thing. Not not on a not for a personal uh, use or anything like that, but for connecting with my readers. Uh -huh. um, tips, you know what? Engage again. Find ways to get them active on there. A simple thing like posting. I used to do a, uh, a question of the day kind of thing. With I would post a picture of a fruit. Uh huh. And it would be a tropical fruit. And a lot of people, after they've left the Caribbean or those in North America, those in Europe and stuff like that, may not know this fruit. And um, I would ask them, name this fruit. And you won't believe how many responses I get. Now, not only are they responding to it, when it's on their timeline and other people see it, they want to jump in as well. Even though they're yep. not fans of the page, it brings people back to my Facebook fan page. Yep. I also, what I do is I try to highlight, I like, I like to make the people on Facebook who connect with the website, make them feel important. I want them to know when there is an occasion, when there is a milestone. For instance, my daughter's birthday, I post a picture of her birthday cake or maybe it's a picture of her. Let them think they're part of my family, extended family. So it's our daughter's birthday. We were celebrating nice. a birthday. Uh Let's say I cross 1 million views on YouTube. 
I post it on there. I want them to know they're part of something bigger, that they're part of this. It's because of them, I have 1 million views. I have 20,000 plus Facebook fans. They're doing it, and I'm always thankful for that. Awesome. I love it. I, I've also found that um, uh, posting pictures definitely helps. My, my, uh, my uh, assistant for my biology website, she, she started doing that a lot recently, just posting different pictures that have questions or, or interesting facts, and people are engaging with them. So I think that's a very, very good suggestion. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter. What's your Twitter tip? Twitter, you know, I haven't really focused as much on Twitter because I can't really sit there and read what's going on and stuff like that. Uh -huh. But again, I, I think people have come to learn that Twitter for me is a way of telling them when there's a new recipe, when there's a new video, when something new is happening. Not a whole bunch of uh, gossip or anything like that. When you get a message from me, it's something to read. And I've, I've kind of trained them along those lines that gotcha. once you, you hear from me, there's a reason behind it kind of thing. Awesome. I like that. I like those tips. And my, my assistant is going to be transcribing this right now. I mean, uh, this interview. And as she's listening to this, I just want to let her know to implement these things that this guy is talking about because I love it. <laughs> um, hey, anything else you want? Okay, so someone is listening to this right now. And maybe they've been thinking about starting a blog and, you know, blogging about something that they're passionate about or starting an online business or anything of that sort. What would be your final words to them? Your, the, 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 you know... You, someone is coming to you for advice, what would you tell them? For blogging in general and, and for doing something you're passionate about, don't hold back. It may seem intimidating. It may seem out of reach. But you know what? That is just in your head. Go for it. You know, the, when you have that passion for something, don't let anything hold back, hold you back. Um, and the next thing I would have to say is that um, be yourself. I tried to be in the shadows. I tried to hide myself from everything, and it prevented me from growing CaribbeanPod.com, from growing Chris De La Rosa, from, from growing the entire thing. And doors opening for me once I started putting myself out there and being myself. Awesome. Love it. So if people want to connect with you, where should we send them? Any places you want them to go? Where, would, where should they go? Well, let's start off at CaribbeanPod.com. There's a contact page on there. Click on there if you want to email me. You know what? I I answer emails personally. To be honest with you, I'm still there. I'm still the same old guy who will answer emails. I will read it. I will answer it. It may take me 24, 48 hours or something, but I try my best to get it done within 48 hours. Um, CaribbeanPod.com, you'll see the recipes on there. To the right side of the website, you will see those links for Facebook, for for the YouTube videos, for Twitter, for just about everything I'm doing. Awesome. Hey, I know I got a lot of value from that, Chris. I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me today. It's always a pleasure. I mean, I say I love sharing what I know, and you've given me the opportunity to do so, so I'm quite thankful myself. All right, guys. If you want to learn some more about Caribbean cuisine and make some of that good stuff that I love to eat, maybe you might want to even send it to me or something of that sort. But head on over to CaribbeanPot.com. Check out what Chris is doing. I want to invite you to go there because I love some Caribbean food and you should love it too. 
And if you don't, you will love it after checking out what he's doing. Uh, as usual, this is brought to you by becomeablogger.com. Hey, if you want to get started with a blog, you're not exactly sure where to get started or how to get started, how to get all this crazy stuff taken care of, all the technology and, you know, all those things. Go to freebloggingvideos.com. Freebloggingvideos.com and you'll go through my training series where I teach you how to get started building your blog and building your online business. So that's pretty much for this episode. Come back to the the, 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 the blog at becomeablogger.com and let me know what you think. Interact with me in the comments. I'll be right there. And that's it for this episode. Until next time, take care and God bless. Three, five, two, four, one, four.